Well, good morning and welcome to The Drive. <clears throat> it is October 12th on Thursday, 5.45 in the morning, and I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, some of you are up, um, some of you are still sleeping. Um, I attempt to get seven hours of sleep every night. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Sometimes it's six or six and a half, but for the most part, I usually get seven, so that's my minimum. At least that's what I try try to do. But um, But anyway... As you're awake listening to this, we're, we're starting Ephesians, right? I did the introduction yesterday for the first episode, and now I'm going to look at a couple of verses in Ephesians chapter 1, uh, verse 1, and it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful portion of Scripture, and as we continue on through Ephesians, you'll see, you know, again, the first three chapters are about doctrine, the last three chapters are about practical Christian living, but I think there's also practical insights throughout the whole thing, throughout the whole thing, and um, I... Last night as we went over Deuteronomy 15, we talked about generosity. Uh, we talked about serving the Lord as uh, Moses was reminding the children of Israel, second generation, what God was doing. And um, again, we had a great discussion afterwards. And I love that. I love sharing hearts after you hear the word and uh, the importance of that and really the clarity and encouragement you get from just digging into the treasure that is God's word. It's treasure. And so... As we open the treasure this morning, Ephesians 1, 1 and 2 says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, let me pull out of my driveway and just, I always like to say this when I start letters, you know, Paul, in the first century, he always started... You know, he didn't tag the letter with his name because there were scrolls back then. So a person would really identify themselves in the beginning of the letter so you didn't have to uh, unravel and unroll the scroll all the way to see who is this from. You would know, um, you would know from the beginning. So he says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ uh, by the will of God. I love that. Uh, and... Paul didn't elect himself. You know what I mean? Paul didn't say, you know what? I'm, I'm deciding to be an apostle. Now that the Lord converted me on the Damascus Road, you know, I'm going to just, I'm going to claim a title. No. It was by the will of God. And that's such an important thing in our Christian lives, the will of God. You know, oftentimes people say, I don't know what the will of God is. Well, are you following him? Yes. Are you in his word? Yep. The answers are there. As you read the scriptures, as you read the word, you realize clarity for your own life. And generally speaking, as Christians, we there's a general will of God and there's a specific will of God. And many people are like, "Well, I get, I get it. You know, it's a, the the general will of God is what God calls all of us to as Christians. You know, believe in the gospel. Um, Jesus died." rose again, ascended to heaven, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you'll be saved. Like there's, fulfill the great commission. Uh, there's a general will of God. But the more difficult one for a lot of people is the specific will of God. And that can be a calling that he has for you for your whole life, or that can be a calling according to his will from season to season. Like I know... <laughs> 
I know I'm called to be a pastor. I didn't, it's not something I selected. It's not something I'm like, oh, that'd be a good profession. Like, no, I, someone prophesied before I was even a believer saying I was going to be teaching the Bible one day. And I, you know, I didn't believe them. Uh, and even as I was a new Christian, uh, my wife, before she was my wife, gave me encouragement, like God's going to use you in mighty ways, you know. And God made his will clear to me specifically as I was just following him and serving him. And the general will of God can be found in the scriptures. The specific will of God it, I believe is more seeking the Lord through prayer and then getting confirmation through the scriptures because God specifically has something for you and for me the last whatever it's been between 17 18 years of uh, teaching God's word and uh, and being a pastor that's I see that as as lifelong now is it going to be for sure and I can't say I can't say well I'm going to be teaching the scriptures until um I die. I'm going to die in the pulpit. Like, I, I can't really say that, but right now I think I, I can't imagine doing anything else. It's all I want to do. It's what I love to do. I feel alive doing it. I know for a fact this is what God wants me to do. I have absolutely no doubt. Now, in 10, 20 years, will God, you know, if I'm still here, will God be like, all right, you did that, have that person take it over, and you go on the mission field? I don't know. But I'm not going to say this is what God wants and I'm not going to change it. I need to have open hands when it comes to God's will, when it comes to his calling, when it comes to his leading. And so do you. You need to have open hands. Well, I don't, I don't want this to change. Well, it might if God wants it to. Well, I don't want to stop doing this and start doing that. Or I don't want to leave here and go there. Well, you should if God wants you to. It's not up to you. It's not up to me. We each have our own walk with the Lord, and that's a beautiful thing about our relationship with Him. We each have our own calling. And people can confirm your calling, but they can't tell you your calling. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, some people do. Unfortunately, there are groups, the shepherding movement, where, where the pastor... Here is, you know, says you need to do this and do that. That's what you need to do. Like the congregation will come to him and ask, well, what kind of car should I get? Like all these, like almost control. It's like, no, that's not how it works. You have your own relationship with the Lord through Christ. And so don't hold on to anything too tightly. Have open hands going, Lord, what do you want today? What do you want this season? What do you want this week, this year? And God will show you as you seek him. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't know the will of God because they're not seeking the, the Lord for their callings, for what He wants them to do. And they go, I don't know what it is. Well, have you prayed about it? No. Well, that's why. Kind of like if you had a job and you don't know what your boss wants and you don't do the job and you fail. And he goes, why did you fail? You know, or you go, I, I failed. I'm sorry. He says, well, why didn't you ask me how to do it? Why didn't you ask me what to do? He said, well, I just, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to bother you. And the boss would say, well, that's what I'm here for. You know, the Lord leads us. And he brings clarity to our very lives. That's what he's there for. 
not the only reason it's not limited to that but i'm saying as you seek him he will make your path clear our heart plans our way but the lord directs our steps like that's what, that's what the word says and so all this to say paul was an apostle by the will of god he didn't elect himself now are there teachers pastors ministers reverends whatever you want to call them that elect themselves that say i'm this call me this now yes unfortunately but at the same time you know god's a judge of all that like you know he's strict teachers have a stricter judgment so james 3 1 so you don't have to worry about that even but you don't have to worry at all but just focus on the lord and and find out what he wants for you and many of you already know you're walking in it you're doing it you're being you're you're called to be uh, a parent right now you're called to be at that job right now uh, you're called to uh, be in you know in fellowship with this with this group right now or that those people it's like many of you already know but the main thing is just just follow the lord obey him and he will open your eyes to the thing you're doing now and the next thing. You know, as Jesus followers, don't hold too tightly to anything. The will of God brings clarity, but it also there are a lot of changes when it comes to the will of God. You know, the Lord might call you to do this for a season, but then that season's about to end and he has something else for you. And so be flexible, pliable to what God wants to do in your life. You know, every day, every day, he often alters our plans. It's not a bad thing. And then he says, by the will of God, grace and peace. You know, when you understand and get the grace of God, then you will have the peace of God. You know what I mean? Like grace is unmerited, unearned favor. God blesses you and me and uh, we didn't do anything to deserve it but yet he blesses us anyway so once we understand that grace that overwhelming grace then we will have the peace of God because we'll be secure if it wasn't for grace we'd all be goners we'd be done but God's grace is why we're here God's grace is why he even uses us for his glory I mean that is in itself is just mind-blowing amazing So I love these these two verses. I love Paul's introductions because we can just dig into them and we can keep going. But um, it's an encouragement. He was writing. Remember, he's writing to the saints who are in Ephesus, you know, who are faithful in Christ Jesus. So he's writing. Ephesians is a letter to those who are already faithful. But he's just. It's kind of like this. Like if someone's faithful, walking with the Lord, um, still someone that's more mature than than them or their leader can still pour into them and encourage them. Oftentimes we go, you know what, that person's really spiritual, strong. They don't need encouragement. They don't need anything. But oftentimes they do. They need prayer too. They need encouragement too. They need counsel too. So he's writing to the saints, the faithful saints in Ephesus. Remember, saint means set apart. And I remember in the scripture, the Christian is only stated three times. The word saint, the title saint, is, is stated 60 times. And so saint means set apart. doesn't mean... You know uh, how other religions call saints like almost perfection or whatever no like saint just means 
set apart from the world for the Lord. So he's writing to these faithful ones. So he's writing to Christians. So he's writing to believers. And uh, by the will of God, he is who he is and he does what he does because God was leading him. And the same goes with you. God is leading you. And you are who God wants you to be. And he's continually refining you and working on your heart and doing that heart work that only he can do. Oftentimes through difficult uh, difficulties, oftentimes through hardships, sometimes through mountaintop experiences, but God is working on your heart, right? And he's not going to stop until you're with him. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. I hope you have an amazing Thursday and I'll talk to you in the morning. Love you guys. Praying for you guys.